Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hello, guys. Welcome to WCW Retro. I am Papa Stroh, Maestro of Wrestling, your host. And tonight uh, we're talking Ravishing Rick Rude, uh, his career highlights and so forth. So anytime you guys want to call in, uh, feel free to give your thoughts on uh, Rick Rude, man. Uh, uh, this is going to be a short and sweet episode for tonight. Uh, I am en route on mobile, if you will, on the road, like Lee Marshall used to be, per se. And, uh, yeah, I got a lot going on. But uh, I, I wanted to at least call and give give you a little bit of show tonight, see what's with Rick Rude, pay homage to him, and uh, see what you guys are up to. And next week, I promise, will be a bigger show, more extravagant show for sure. But tonight, Ravishing Rick Rude, man, uh, gosh, yeah, I remember back in the day uh, when he was first managed by Percy Pringle, a.k.a. Uh, Paul Bearer, who uh, managed, you know, went on to manage The Undertaker and many others, uh, Kane and so forth, through his career. But uh, Rick Rude was managed by him uh, in world-class championship wrestling era. I remember he was uh, tagging with uh, Reggie Bull, Manny Fernandez, former world tag team champions for the NWA, had some great matches with the Rock and Roll Express, and he moved on to WWE and had some great matches uh, with the Macho. Uh, yeah, I think it's my, they had some matches with Macho Man Randy Savage, um, uh, Jake Snake Roberts, most notably. And uh, he came back to WCW uh, and became the international champ and uh, had some great matches with uh, Sting and uh, so forth. And then even after he stopped wrestling for a bit, you know, he was involved with DX and for a bit, as well as uh, coming over to uh, 
WCW at 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 the time, and then I think uh, he made a note that he was on Raw and Nitro, pretty much the same night, which was pretty uh, unique at the time. And uh, you know, Rick Rude's always had a prominent role in wrestling history thus far, and always been a great athlete and and a great competitor in the ring. It's my former Subway sandwich buddy in the back, you know, and uh, good times and. Uh, you know, Rick Root's one, one of the best, all-time best. So uh, if you want to call in uh, while we're here for a bit, you can call in 914-338-1885. And we, we got a call here. I think this is Steve. Let me get him on the on the helm. Uh, Steve, welcome back, man. How you doing? Hey, um, I'm mostly just going to be listening in, but I did have a question. And, uh, Rick Root. Yeah, sure. Uh, Go ahead. Match. This is unrelated, but I guess because they're both AWA at one point. Um, who today reminds you most of Nick Bockwinkle? Oh, uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Oh, God. Uh, you know, the thing about Nick Bockwinkle, he was so unique, even for his time, you know, and where everybody was, like, yelling and screaming. He was very uh, soft-spoken, very astute, uh, much just like Jake Snake Roberts promos, you know, very – he would he would force the listeners to listen in and make you think about things. I mean, he was like the intelligent champion, more or less. He would give it, you know, his promos were like he was giving you a lesson, <laughs> more or less than a promo, right? So, ah, uh, you know, that'd be that'd be tough to say, um, you, you know, uh, because I, I would say I I was thinking at one time Keith Lee was heading that approach because uh, his his promos were very articulate. Astute itself, but um, I mean, I mean, there's others that you know. I can see a little bit of Nick Bockwinkle with them as well. I mean, uh, what do you think? What's some guys that come to mind for you for Nick Bockwinkle? I guess from a top guy in any company, I was thinking Nick Aldis because um, he's not the type to yell and scream. He's kind of well spoken. He's had managers. Um, just has that intelligent champion uh, uh, persona, I think. He's probably you know channeling think, a bunch of people. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I. You know, I think when I think of Nick, uh, Nick Aldis, honestly, um, he, he reminds me. There's some of his mannerisms reminds me so much of Lord Alfred Hayes from back in the day. I don't know if you caught some okay. of his older stuff back when you know he was you know competing, but I mean his I mean he was very articulate you know he was along those lines of Bachwinkel as well very articulate very I mean he was kind of he was kind of and his promos was almost like giving you a master class in etiquette <laughs> more or less so yeah I I, I can see a lot of the, um, Lord Alfred Hayes and Nick Aldis too as as well his mannerisms and all that you know I mean even when he's pandering to the fans, you know, I mean, he's just a natural villain at heart, I think. He's, he's just so good at it. Yeah, and um, Rick Rude, I uh, found an old fan match from uh, 91. It was like November 7th, I believe. Nice, and nice. Was, you uh, had good matches overseas. Yeah, it was a six-man tag with Rude, Williams, and Gordy, which is uh, Masao, Kawada, and Gucci. And, oh, uh, nice. And I believe 
Yeah, I believe Gordy got the win over Masala. I believe with a power bomb, but it's pretty cool seeing awesome. the room there with Masala. Right, right. That, that's really, you know, have you seen the match with him and Chono? Masahiro Chono? No, I'm not the girl who find that. I, it's a gym, it's really good. New Japan? Yeah, I, I think I think they had a couple. I think they had one in New Japan, and I think they had like a rematch there, you know, in the states as well. Okay. If I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's yeah, really so, really really good. Yeah, we'll be enjoying six What Rick Rude match? Yeah, I, 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 Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? I. I, I would have I to gotta say, say um, something real quick, I, if I could, well, well, Before you say anything, let me finish. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure. oh, it's all good. Uh, Rick Rude, uh, the matches he had with Sting were really, really great. And that, you know, I got to see some live. And the chemistry he had with Sting was really good. Back, you know, back with the blonde Sting. Oh, yeah, I can believe it. Oh, uh, it was so good, man. They had some great matches. And I enjoyed the matches he had with Jake Roberts, too. Jake the Snake and WWE. That, what a feud they had. My God. <laughs> yeah, that's some good storytelling there. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Malcolm. I'm sorry. Malcolm, welcome. Steve's here. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hey, uh, Papa hey. Stewart, this is important to me. Um, you had um, – she was a guest on In the Room back in the summer – 2018. She's been a friend of mine since April 2009, since I was at a Hollywood show in Burbank. I met it, her the it, first it, time. If any, I, if any well, influence in relation to Rick Rude, because tonight's Rick Rude night. No, no, this <laughs> is important. Oh, okay. Well, let's get back to the okay? <laughs> I don't want to diverge. Yeah, oh, Max, uh, uh, Max with, is, you know what I mean? Yeah, Max Go is ahead. legally blind. Legally blind. I think that's more important than anything right now. No, I'm, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I, I just had to say that. I thought the prayers are with him. With her. Yeah. I, she was a guest on In the Room back in the summer of 2018. I remember you and Brady had her on In the Room, and you know, yeah. she was um, yeah, oh, a yeah, good guest. Great. Yeah, but she's just, you know, she's she's not letting it bother her but I know it, it's got to be I mean legally blind you know Papa Stro I just can't imagine well, what it would be like I mean, you know what she's not the only one a lot of people deal with that and uh, yeah I know, you know but um, I remember a, a match you know re- relating to wrestling I think it was Wrestlemania 7 a blindfold match uh, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martell the model um, and uh, I talked to I talked to Jake about that, and I said, you know, Jake, I just can't imagine what it would be like to be blind. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, You got to wonder about that, you know. Um, that I, that's what I thought I got about. Friend, um, I got friends. Malcolm, I got friends that are blind. I, I know. Okay. They deal with it in my, my, yeah, my thoughts and prayers with them every, every day, and, you know, definitely with her, and I wish her all the best. I really do. Yeah. 
And then uh, a good friend of mine, he was an actor, Wally Wally Beaver or Wally Cleaver on uh, Leave It to Beaver. Tony Dow just passed yeah. away. No one. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm aware of that. Very aware of that. Sorry to hear that. Sorry yeah. to hear that. But getting back to what you were talking about, Ravishing Rick Thank Rude, you. I got. I got to see him a lot of times in 87 and 88 at the Arco Arena. And Rick Rude, I loved when he used to come out and he'd say, all you fat, out of shape, Sacramento, whatever, keep the noise down while I take my robe off and show the ladies the sexiest man alive. I mean, he was funny. I enjoyed him. I used to laugh at him. I I remember Papa Stroh. I was at some matches at the Arco Arena, and I saw Rick Rude waving to me. You know, he he, he was actually right. waving to me. Yeah. yeah he, he didn't show right. it, but, you know, you could see him, you know, kind of looking at you and waving and, at and, you. And you know? As far as uh, Max goes, uh, you might want to let Brady know, too, when you get a chance. Yeah, to, I'm going to mention you know. it. I'm in the yeah. room, but I just want to say it yeah. tonight. Yeah, Papa okay. Stroh, right. my right. favorite my favorite moment with with Rick Rude was uh, when uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan got in a dispute with Roddy Piper on uh, primetime wrestling. I think it was July seventeenth, and it went all the way to Christmas nineteen eighty nine, and it it went yes, into the ultimate order. Bobby Heenan was playing Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And Piper beat him up because he's smart. <laughs> My brother and me yeah. were laughing at that. But Papa Joe, right. that was that was just when Rick Rude came on for Bobby Keenan just for SummerSlam. I think it was a week before SummerSlam. He came on primetime, and he says, uh, "Hey Piper, I'll bust down your door, hit your dog in the mouth, have your wife cook me a steak dinner, and and, and she'll love it or something." Like Piper went berserk. <laughs> I talked to Roddy about that. Oh, what if, what if they had? It was really good. I mean, and, I mean, Rick was involved with some great feuds over the years. Some great feuds. Oh yeah, Rick, Rick was a Papa Stroh. I didn't know him in the NWA days, but you know, he was a really good wrestler all all through his career. Remember SummerSlam 1990, the steel cage match with the Ultimate Warrior for the WWF title. That was one of the best matches I ever saw. At a pay-per-view, I mean, Rick Rude knew how to put on a show. Um, whether if, you saw him if, live, if I'm, mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Rick Rude and Scott Norton still hold arm wrestling uh, records to this day up in Minnesota, I think, because they were both arm wrestling champions. Oh, Scott Flash Norton in the NWA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, both um, hold arm wrestling records. Yeah, I met him in Las Vegas one time, Scott Flash Norton. I never met Rick Rude. I did get – he did come by me with the whole NWO at a at a Nitro oh, the day after Halloween Havoc. Rick was always a great guy, um, man. Rick was always a great guy. I, met, yeah. I used to hang out with him and Kurt Hennig a lot, Mr. Perfect. That, they, yeah, they were so cool. Pop, it's Joe. He comes by, and I'm dressed up like Sting the Crow, and I got a black plastic baseball bat and Doug Dillinger's. You know, he's he's laughing. He's he's coming right by me, and he goes, "You look stupid." Mister Perfect comes up by me. He goes, "Nah." He's just he's just joking around. He goes, "You know, I mean, I mean, Rick Rude." I saw him look back at me. He was laughing, and and I I said, I I, I said to Rick Rude as he was looking back. I said, "I loved your feud with Piper on primetime in '89." <laughs> <laughs> 
I gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, yeah. uh, actually, uh, Rude and uh, Rick Steiner used to be hunting buddies, go hunting together. Oh, quite Rick a bit. Steiner, really? Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I loved about him in the WCW and the NWA was was the Dangerous right. Alliance. Uh, Polly Dangerously, Medusa Michelli. Him, uh, Larry the Cruncher's Abisco. Stunning oh man, what a what a group that was! Oh my God, I yeah, mean, Rube was like right. He, he was the, like the the leader of that group, man. Uh, he, yeah, that was an amazing just, group of people. Remember the time when he took on uh, uh, or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? I think it was Great American Bash '92, and he took yeah, on. Yeah, that's really um, good. Yeah. Yeah, and and Polly dangerously was dressed up as 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 the ninja, you know, that he was supposed to back up Ricky Steamboat, and then Rick Rude came out and 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 uh, and uh, when uh, Steamboat was, you know, Steamboat was down, he came out and kind of mocked him. I, I saw him do that, and then oh god, Rick Rude. Can, I mean, can you imagine so like Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman's resume, some of the people he's managed over the years, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah, you know, and Rick Rude, was right, Rick, Rude was, Rick Rude was right at the top, man, at one point. I can't call, I can't call him Paul Heyman. i got to call him Polly Dangerously because that's how I remember him. I well, know he's Paul Heyman Gates. <laughs> yeah, but I love him as Polly yeah. Dangerously, the danger, the danger zone uh, that he oh, had okay. in the segment. Yeah, he's. I know some people. You know, I know I mean, some people still call him Polly Dangerously. I do. I, I'm not, if I meet him, I'm going to call that, him Polly Dangerously. I hope you don't hate it, but I'm going to call him that. No, because well, that, that's great. I loved his. I loved. I loved uh, everything Rick Rude did. He. I remember. I remember he had a feud, and Bobby Heenan got fired because he told. Um, he told uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff that he had a better body. And Paul Orndorff and Paul Orndorff, uh, he teamed up with his new manager, uh, Sir Oliver Humperdinck, and they got they had a match at the Arco Arena. It was a classic. Man, Rude and Orndorff just went at it. And I talked to Paul Orndorff about it, and he said, "Yeah, he said uh, he said I, I that guy, I hated his ego, but he was a hell of a wrestler." <laughs> yeah. Good matches. I mean, and and, for, and that says a lot coming from Paul Orndorff because he was as, as intense and competitor as they come. Back oh, in the day, yeah. he, was, he was tough. He was tough, man. Yeah, Paul was. Paul was hoping. He told me he was hoping they could team up together because they were made a hell of a tag team. The shape. Oh no doubt. Can you imagine Rude yeah. and Orndorff? Man, they've been incredible. Yeah. But you know what boggles yeah, my just, mind about Rick Rude? It boggles me the fact that he didn't really have a – I mean, gosh, why did he not become WWE slash WWF champion at the time? You know what I mean? That, it, just boggles, it just baffles me. <laughs> well, I found a, a match on Hulk Hogan's archive on, on YouTube. I never saw it before, but it happened, I think, in – 1987, before Hogan lost the title to Andre the Giant on the main event, Rick Rude had a match against Hulk Hogan for the WWF title, and um, he almost beat him. 
he almost beat him. I mean, he came close. And Hogan, it's, it's, Hogan it just blows my mind how why Rick Rude has never been WWE champion. That just blows my mind. As good as he was. But then again, this, I can see that for quite a few time. guys. I, 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 I can see that for Kurt Hennig and a few others as well. He was Intercontinental Champion. He beat the Ultimate Warrior with Bobby Heenan's help at WrestleMania Five. You know, and then yeah, I'm aware of that. they had the rematch at SummerSlam. Well, I'm talking about the the D champ, the WWE champ, the guy. Well, I'm just the main thinking he had the he had the WWF uh, challenge title challenge against uh, the Ultimate Warrior again at SummerSlam '90 in the steel cage and. I was concerned. I thought but, 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 was but the fact, the fact that, that that's not the point. The fact that he never became champion is what I'm saying. It just blows my mind. He was so good. Yeah, I know. Rick, Rick, Rick was amazing. You know, he had a lot of opportunities. He had a lot of opportunities to be champion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it, it's just amazing he never got got that opportunity. But, but you know, uh, rude man. I mean, regardless, I mean, just like Piper. I mean, he he's had a stellar career, man. Yeah, he was. You know, Papa Strelly was one of the best. And I'll say this: WCW champ, heavyweight champions ever. To me, I mean, yeah, he was. He was the international. He was international champion. One point, remember they split the titles up. It was like a there was a WCW champion, the international champion, and Rick Rude was yeah, like the in, international. At, at Fall Brawl '93, took on took on Ric Flair. He beat he beat him for the NWA title. That was the international Malcolm. That was the international championship. They oh. they split well, the championship this more time. You know more about it than no, I do. That, w- that was WCW. That NWA had. Just morphed into WCW at that point with Ted Turner. Oh, and yeah, the yeah, I was listening to I was listening to Bishop talk about that the whole controversy and the big gold belt and whatnot. Right. Yeah, yeah it was, it was kind, of, kind of confusing at the time. Kind of confusing at the time to kind of keep up with who was champ when he divided it like that, but because I, I remember Barry Windham. Held it at one point, and uh, remember the match you had with the Great Muda in Japan? That was really good. Nice. You guys did stick it up. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Well, I'll tell you if you want to see Papa Strug, Steve, if you want to see some really great Hulk Hogan matches, 
on YouTube, go to Hulk Hogan Archive. It's uh, <laughs> This guy's got a whole bunch of good matches. And there's a great oh, match cool. between him and Rick Rude that's just a classic. I mean, people interfere. And, and, this, and, and the there, million dollar and there's man. the thing right there. God, I mean, they really could have. Uh, I'm surprised their feud did get more prominence than it did with Hogan and Rude. I mean, God, that was a great WrestleMania main event. Oh, yeah. I, was I, I don't know what. But, yeah. Then they came up with that tournament, you know, at WrestleMania 4, and, you know, all the guys wrestled. You know, it, it never happened. Hogan took on Andre in the second round, and they both got disqualified or something like that. So. But I was hoping, like you, Papa Stur, that Hogan would meet or Savage would meet um, Rick Rude at WrestleMania. And it's a shame that when Rude ended up joining the NWO that, you know, he, he just came from DX at the time, yeah. WWE, and, and, and it's a shame that he wasn't able to compete because can you imagine Rick Rude as a competitor for the NWO? Man, that's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe he has yeah, back I, I, issues and his Lloyds of London yeah. deal probably at the time. Yeah, because uh, Kurt, Kurt had that same deal, the Lords of London, because of his back. Kurt Hannig? Um, which, uh, did he spend a lot of time in NWO or DX? Like, which which faction did he spend more time in, actually? Well, I mean, he was, he was, he was, uh, was with, uh, was with DX, for a bit, I, I don't think he was with him for very long. You know, it was kind of like right as the group was forming DX. You know, back when like Shawn Michaels was for you know when the, Shawn Michaels was first with him in Triple H and and China and all that. But uh, then he crossed over to WCW, and you know, I, yeah, he was there for the rest of his Made time. History. Yeah, 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 yeah. Raw Nitro on the same night. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I don't know, Papa. He was also, you consider... hey, hey, hold on. Hold on. I'm he was also on ECW at the he's also on ECW at the same night too. I, I think I looked, I heard about that recently. That he was on three oh, programs right. on the same night. Three programs, man. That's pretty crazy. That's incredible. Who who's done that, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Did you hear about that, Malcolm? He was in ECW too. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw it. I saw it when I was at Adam's house. We were watching some of those. Yeah. That's awesome. Or Adam's Yeah, I I tell you, I used to love his matches because he was. I mean, his demeanor, his presence, and I mean, he can go with the best of them. I mean, he was in. He, I mean, he had great matches with a lot of a lot of people. Yeah, he was one guy. I remember I talked to Steve Austin in Las Vegas, and Steve said he was ravishing Rick Rude was one guy he really respected because he was a damn good wrestler, and you know he was out there to win. He told me. Yeah. First match I watched of his in WWE, he beat uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. And uh, the match was really good. I, I, I was impressed because you know, Jimmy was kind of, at that point, Jimmy was, you know, kind of 
in his latter part of his career, right? But, I mean, he, him and Jimmy still still had a great one, man. Had a solid match. Was that WrestleMania six at the Sky Dome? They had a match there, too? Probably probably so. Huh. But I would love to have seen him and Jimmy when Jimmy was in his prime, man. God, that would have been amazing. Back when Jimmy was wrestling Don Morocco and all that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Matt, Don Morocco was this. awesome. And, go ahead. Oh. No, I wanted to hear more about Don. No, I, you know, I, I, there's a lot, I, even though Don was a little, little different, I, I see a lot of Don Morocco also in Rick Rude, too. They're very similar in style, you know what I mean? Because I was a big Don Morocco fan back in the day. Magnificent Morocco. He had, like, the biggest shoulders I've ever seen in my life. My God, they were like boulders. <laughs> <Huge. laughs> yeah. I I um wanted to comment. I see a lot of Rick Rude and Velveteen Dream when he was working. He was doing the, yeah. the tights, similar, and he was doing the the hip hip moving. I was right me of Rude. That, man. I, I miss him, man. I miss Velveteen Dream. Mhm. And then um, I hope we I hope we can get it together and come back someday. And then you were talking about uh, Rude versus Jimmy Snuka. I would love to have seen Rick Rude versus uh, Tanahashi in New Japan. I think that would have been a good matchup. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Rude and Tanahashi. That'd be amazing. Because Tanahashi's got that endearing confidence, and Rick Rude's got the, you know, he's got the uh, I don't... the big ego. So they're both, both good-looking wrestlers, like, I think it would just make sense putting those two together. It's like, if they had the same timeline. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tenny Hoffy's great, man. I, I wish she had a better... I don't know. That forbidden door. I'm, oh, God. I mean, they had, like, the best... One of the best talents ever from New Japan with Tanahashi. And I, I, I don't know. I was just so frustrated because I, I was hoping he would, like... They would do something better with Tanahashi than they did. But, I mean... It, it was okay. I, I just, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen him and Kenny Omega if Kenny Omega was, you know, up to par. Cleared. Yeah. That that would have been pretty amazing. I was going to ask you, Papa Stro, I didn't see as early when Rick Rude was wrestling in the early 80s. i just like to know, he was in the, I think he was in the NWA, Adam told me, uh, when he started out. Uh, yeah. Rick Rude, was he ever a good guy? I mean, he was to me, he was always a bad guy. But I'm going to tell you something. I have respect for the bad guy wrestlers because they're the ones that created <laughs> all the the controversy, and I love that. You know? Actually, his earlier matches, he was a, a babyface, you know, a good guy at one point. And then uh, <sighs> later on in his career is when he, when he did the big turn, especially when he got with Percy. I think Percy Pringle, a.k.a. Paul Bearer, was, was the guy that kind of helped him start with the heel persona. Yeah, I remember and, that. You know, he, yeah, he was just like Texas, world-class, world-class championship wrestling, uh, Mid-South, yeah. uh, Memphis, Mem- Memphis at one point, too, I believe, before he ended up with the NWA. And, uh, and, and matter of fact, him and Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull, were a great tag team in NWA at one time. They were champion oh, yeah, champs. you're right. Yeah. yeah. They were really good, yeah. 
They were really good. And they feuded with the Rock and Roll Express and all that, man. Great. Man, what a pair they were. I don't know. He just, to me, he's one of the best all-time bad guys, wrestlers, to me. Rick Rude, he just put it over, you know. He would he would insult the fans, and, I mean, he just, he just did it. I don't know. Some people say Rick Flair was the best bad guy, but I see Rick Rude was. He just, he just would Rude, get people angry. I don't think Rude drove Bobby Heenan as crazy as Rick Flair did. When Bobby Heenan was managing Flair, because <laughs> uh, I know Bobby Heenan made a joke about call, getting up events that I can't deal it with no more. Rick's driving me crazy, all these parties and his lifestyle. And that. Yeah, so, but, but him and Rude were, were a good fit, I think. Bobby Heenan, Rick Rude. Yeah, yeah. But we went to um, me and my brother went to the Oakland Coliseum Arena, January twenty first, nineteen ninety, and we went to a hotel. We ran into Dino Bravo. He was upset because that night he had to wrestle the Ultimate Warrior. So Jimmy Jimmy Hart said he's in a bad mood, guys. You know, just just ignore him. So we went we went to match that night. The main event in a steel cage was Rowdy Roddy Piper against Ravishing Rick Rude. And Rude came out and he says, "All you fat, out of shape Oakland Raider losers, keep the noise back." And I, I yelled at Papasir, I yelled at, well, someone that's a phony Chippendale from Minnesota, a team that lost to my Raiders in 77, Super Bowl eleven. I wouldn't say anything to Piper. Piper's coming down at that time because he's clapping for me. <laughs> but I thought Rick Rudy was laughing in the ring. <laughs> Why does that not surprise you? <laughs> Why does that not surprise yeah, you? I, could, I wish I could have met him because uh, Steve Austin said Malcolm he would he would have liked you. You're you're a pure wrestling fan, and he liked the wrestling fans that were pure wrestling fans. He did. So, I, you know, it's a shame. I would love. It's a shame. I would love to have Bobby Heenan on the show talking about. He could probably tell some great ravishing Rick Rude stories. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I'm, Gosh, been tremendous. But Bobby Heenan—it's yeah. awesome. Oh, he's amazing. He, and and him and Rude together were like the perfect combo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bobby would set Rude up perfect every event. I just had the right things to say. I remember when he he grabbed Cheryl Roberts and Jake came out. That's <laughs> classy, man. Jake oh, yeah. told me I hated that son of a at the call for Holly Cup. He said, Malcolm, I hated him even Jake, even even now that he's dead. Jake has told me so many times he had warned Rude, he said, Don't you dare do it. Don't you dare go out there <laughs> in those tights with my wife. And and Rick Rick Rude did it. And and, and Jake Jake told him he said if he does it he was gonna go out there and pull him down and, and he meant it. He literally went out there and, and pulled his Trunks down live TV, man. Vince, Vince yeah, like blue gas. Yeah, on the junkyard dog. SummerSlam '88. Yeah. <laughs> he closed like him over the top rope, and by, his, his hip hit the side of the mat. <laughs> he was having trouble walking back to the to the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, he blew a fuse that night. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, Jake had yeah, to down the junkyard dog because he was upset because he lost the match because he interfered. 
No, it was a big, big to do. I mean, but Jake had told him. He told Rudy to keep out there with those tights that he was going to pull them down. And sure enough, he did. He weren't kidding. <laughs> I like the comments Tomorrow. by superstar Billy Graham. They were great. Tremendous. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What a feud they had, though. Oh, my God. I guess Jake, uh, during the time, that time, uh, Jake was, you know, you had Hulk Hogan, who was at the top, right? And you had Jake yeah. Roberts. He was the sec- the secondary, uh, per se, good guy of of the company, right? And, and like, the top villains of the time, they would have to go through Jake yeah. to, get to, to get to Hogan for that top spot. You know what I mean? And, and basically, yeah. Jake would have to groom, groom the villains for a shot at Hogan, you know, later on, right? And uh, Rude was kind of like in that grooming phase with Jake, and and I remember Jake saying it a couple of times that how how hard that Rick Rude would you know th- like throw forearms and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> he said he was it pretty snug, right? But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. being with being Jake being with Jake helped him a lot, though. He really groomed Rude quite a bit. The being the wrestler he was. Jake had a lot, you know, of, lot to do with that. There's one that bothers me. I don't think they ever wrestled each other. I could be wrong, but it would have been great if even if they didn't do it, if Randy Savage would have took on Rick, Rick Rude back in those days. Because I don't think they ever met. Well, uh, you know, it's a shame they didn't. I'm, I'm sure they did a couple times, but they're really well known and. It is a shame that they didn't make it more of a profile deal between Savage and Rude because that would been that would have been tremendous if they did. Yeah, but I if mean, they that, did, that, I never saw you know it. I mean? But it, gosh, I mean, but, I could see that like, at the time being the semi-main event for a big pay-per-view or something. Yeah, they. I actually main event. Hold, about the same you know what I mean? Hold on. Right. I actually was looking. I was looking this up. They actually faced off in Memphis, so maybe that's why we didn't right. know about it because it wasn't those Yeah. Yeah, man. Those Memphis days, man. They had some talent, man. Rue was right there. Savage. My God. I mean, you know, that's why when I was in Memphis during my time in Tenor, Memphis, like I'd go to places like Mid South Coliseum and all that, and my I'd just be at all at like just thinking, you know, all the greats have been here one time or another, and Two of the people we just mentioned right there, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ravish and Rick Rude, you know what I mean? Right there in the mix as well. So yeah, it's they even did pretty amazing. They even, they even did a tag team match with Savage and Waller versus Rude and Bundy. That's pretty cool. Right. He had, he had a singles match. Yeah, yeah. Rude and That's Bundy, right. I'd like to see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were tag team there at one time, right? Yeah, it's on uh, YouTube. If, uh, I might have to watch it later. It's on YouTube. That's pretty awesome. Check that out. Look that up, Steve. Mhm. Yeah, that that that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, you should. It it, it it's really. I I it's the match I remember. Yeah, it's it's a really good one. Those those old Memphis matches are amazing. Oh my God, so amazing! You can find some real classics. Yeah. I'm- I'll tell you what, another thing that came out of Rick Rude and and, um, 
and uh, um, Jake the Snake Roberts. They were on a Saturday night's main event, and Jake um, and Andre came down to help out Rick Rude. That's when he started being afraid of the snakes. <laughs> oh yeah, Rick Rude started all that. You know, him and Jake, they started that whole thing. You know. Uh, so oh, yeah. Rick Rude's responsible for that too. Him and Jake. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Rude, what a career, man. I mean, gosh. From his wrestling days, even when he wasn't wrestling, he was still making history like we talked about earlier, being part of different, different historical factions. I mean, he was one of the few that was a part of DX and the NWO. You know what I mean? And Yeah, uh, and Dangerous Alliance, though. Wasn't three Dan- great factions. Dangerous, Dangerous Alliance, too? Yeah. Beautiful well, body yeah. and Arnie the best. I, I would it it bog, it boggles me that 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 group still doesn't get as talked about as much as it should because I mean what what a group it's you know that group was even better than the Horsemen I thought <laughs> I, I did too I told Sting and Arnie Anderson and uh, who was the other guy um and was Steve Austin Sting and there was another guy from the Dangerous Alliance I talked to about Larry Zabisco. Uh, at, at a show, and I said, I told uh, all three of them, I said, man, that, I remember that Wrestle War 92, Sting Squadron against the Dangerous Alliance. Man, what a Wrestle War. They just went out. Yeah, that, that, I think that, it was one of the best Wrestle Wars that ever. Was good. That was really good. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a good match. Good I, show. All, I show, good show I weren't they all bloody at the end of the match? All, all ten of them? I think they were all bloody. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, remember it was like ended? Best of the best, man. Original blood. Where, uh, wasn't it Steve Austin that had he had somebody in a submission move and then Larry Zabisco took off that turnbuckle, that hard steel turnbuckle right. piece? And, yeah. Man, right. that was yeah. the way that ended was I, classic. I almost uh, – I almost hit myself with a turnbuckle this past weekend when I was taken down. Thankfully, uh, nothing happened. That's good. That that could easily yeah, happen, too. Good, I feel you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> don't want, we, don't, we don't want anything to happen to the professor of the VOC Nation. Okay. Oh. I remember one time uh, I was on a show with Caprice Coleman, right? And Caprice went for a springboard, right? And and there were like the whole second rope broke in the ring, and he literally wow. on his way down. On his way down, he literally as he landed on his feet, he literally caught the turnbuckle <laughs> before it hit the ground. I was like, Caprice, you're like a cat, man. Nine lives, brother. <laughs> I got um. Okay, Steve. Yeah, Stro, did you share any locker rooms with Rude, and what was he like uh, backstage? Oh, man, he was a great guy. Such a great dude. And he, he, he was my subway buddy. He would split his subs with me whenever he had subway sandwiches. Yeah, it was so cool, man. <laughs> real, real down, real laid back, man. It was, I mean, what a, what a nice dude, man. So we, just, it, I mean, he was, it, it was always cool to me, right? You know, I mean, I talked to him, a Road Warrior Hawk, when he was around, and, 
I mean, and, and Hawk was another one that if Hawk if Hawk likes you, he'll get the shirt off his back for you. That's the type of you know duty was right. But uh, Rude, mm-hmm. man, he was the same way. Rude was like, Rude the same way. Yeah, if he liked it, he'd sit down, talk to you. You know, what I mean, just lay back, so cool, and uh, it's it's all around nice dude, man. Re- re- really, really cool. I was so happy whenever Did I did shows with him because one of the nicest people in the locker room. <laughs> Were you were you ever in the gym, the same gyms with uh, Ruder Hawk? Yeah. Oh yeah, they. Because I can admire now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like uh, they must have had a great uh, bench or uh, you know those free. It's, I'm sure their maxes are pretty big. <laughs> yeah, massless. yeah, they were good. Yeah, they they were good benchers, man, for sure. And yeah, they. They, they, I mean, they would, you know, they religiously would just hit the gym and do their thing. But, but, but even at the gym, hanging out with them at the gym, they're like real, real nice, man, real, real cool. And they probably rep like other people's records. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, my God, it's funny because I, and you know, they're, they're in the one, they're like one time at other side of the gym, and I'm in there, I'm working out. I remember like with Barbarian one time. And, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to do some of my reps, and he's, like, doing reps of uh, – reps now with almost uh, near 400 pounds, right? And wow. he, he gets up off the bench, gets off the bench and looks at me and says, oh, but uh, I think I'm feeling sick today. I mean, I'm like, is that a barbed man? Get out of here, dude. I'd be like, oh, my God. But, yeah. But, yeah, those guys – yeah, those guys were cool. I mean, that was kind of like – even working out in the gym, you know, it, it was kind of like a laid back period for us as well. You know, what I mean, we'd get back and talk a little bit, and just you know, be normal, <laughs> right? Impossible, right. but that's possible. You know, when I think about Rick Rude and the the feud with Piper in '89, but what stands out in '89 is his feud, his two matches at WrestleMania Five. The, the super pose down first at the Royal Rumble in 89. Uh, and then he had uh, later in WrestleMania 5, the match for the Intercontinental title with the Ultimate Warrior. And then the Warrior, he won the match. Uh, but Rick Rude, I thought, wrestled better than the Ultimate Warrior in that match. I really did. In oh, both man. of those matches. God, I would, I would hate to have a match following that one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Really? I forget oh my what God. match oh. came after that. <laughs> I mean, uh. I mean R- R- Rude at the time didn't have this a six-pack. This dude had a freaking eight-pack on him, man. He was in incredible shape. Oh, yeah. Incredible right. shape. Yeah. And strong. He was strong with it, too. I mean, he was like Cesaro-like strong. You know what I mean? Because Cesaro, he's lean, right? But he's, like, super strong, just like Rick Rude was. Rude had that same symmetry where he was, like, real lean-looking, but he was as strong as they come. Yeah, I would love to see him in there with uh, Claudio or uh, Pac. Can you imagine? (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that, that lean muscle mass, man. Mm-hmm. 
In the winter of 88, we went to the Arco Arena. I saw him wrestle Bam Bam Bigelow. Man, what a match. Those guys went at it. Sir Oliver Hunter Dink got in it. Bobby Heenan got in it. It Fans were going nuts. I can only imagine. Oh, my God. Bam Bam. Man. Bam Bam and Rude, man. He was, I mean, Bam Bam was so big, and Rude just stood toe-to-toe with the guy. Unbelievable. And and Rude, when Rude wants to, he can go, man. He did. He can go. I enjoyed every one of his matches I saw live. He he always put on a good show. Oh always, yeah. Absolutely. Always gave him everything he had. And and yeah. you know he was the bad guy, and you wanted to hate him, but I could I couldn't hate the guy. I was hoping I could meet the guy because he was one of the best ever to me. Right. Yeah, Rue was awesome. I mean, in and out of the ring, he was great. And, I mean, talking about the promos, man, he gave out some great promos, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm very believable. Rude was a lot like Harley Race. In fact, he was very believable in what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, very believable. Like, you didn't see Rude do anything ridiculous. I mean, he was very solid, you know what I mean? And and you would believe it because, I mean, he was very intense in the ring. Kind of like, a ben, mm-hmm. you know, Benoit, how, how intense Benoit was, you know what I mean? Right. He didn't like to be, Papa Show, he didn't like to be embarrassed. Remember the time that that lady came into the ring and um, Hot Mama and <laughs> Piper set it up and humiliated Piper humiliated Rude. Uh, he, he was furious about that. That was after um, he was on the Brother Love show, Piper, and, and he threw the mouth, mouthwash in his eyes. That's how Piper got back. <laughs> uh-huh. And then and then they had the Survivor Series and, and Rude's Brood against Rowdy, Roddy's Rowdies or whatever it was. Man, Mr. Perfect yeah. was in it, Rude. Uh, the Rougeau brothers, uh, uh, the Bushwhackers, the Sheep Herders, actually. You know, Piper was in it. Man, what a great – that was one of the best Survivor Series matches to me ever because it came down to – I think it was Mr. Perfect to uh, it beat um, – I'm trying to remember who he beat uh, in the match. Um, but, man, what – you know – uh, Mr. Perfect won the match, but man, what a great Survivor Series, you know, eight man match to me. I gotta say that. Oh yeah. I got um. You know, I got a question. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Sure. Oh. No, you go ahead. Um. Since we have we've had Manny Fernandez on the network, I, I wanted to mention uh, one of Rick Rude's tag team partners that he was tag team champions with in NWA was Manny Fernandez. Any thoughts on Manny Fernandez and? Him teaming up with Rude in '86, '87. Oh man, one of the best tag teams of that time and era, man. Those guys were great. I, I used to dig them coming out to Queen. We will rock you in their entrance, and and they had such a <laughs> uh, demeanor, villain demeanor about them. What a great villain team, man. It was. I, I was a big fan of theirs actually. And, um, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of both of them actually. And, and I had some great matches actually with Manny Fernandez, Regin Bull, and we had some great classics, man. And uh, and them and him and him and Rude together, my God, 
so and the matches he had with the Rock and Roll Express was so good at the time. And he had yeah, a good that's few, one I wish I could have seen. Oh, you would have loved it. It was so good. I mean, mm-hmm. this was. Um, I'm really surprised that Manny and uh, Rude didn't like go elsewhere and, and really uh, make make an impact. Because I mean, they, 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 at the time, they were like one of the best teams, tag teams um, of that that era. I, I think, in, in my estimation. Yeah, because um, I was looking at his tag team championships, and he had one with Jesse Barr and Dewey Florida, and one with the AWA King Kong Bundy, but obviously he had more success with Manny in 86-87 now, now, we talked about Bundy in Memphis, and we've, uh, we just talked about Manny. Uh, Jesse Barr, man, my God, that's another top talent. Un- very underrated. And you know he even went on to become Jimmy Jack Funk in WWE at one time when the Funks came oh, over to WWE. Oh, Jimmy Jack Funk! Wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was Jesse Jesse Barr, and uh, I was a big fan I of his didn't know when he was that in Florida, Florida wrestling. When he was in Florida wrestling as Jesse Barr, man, oh, he was great—a great villain, great heel there. At one point in Florida. When- so good. Well, they made him look like a goof when he was Jimmy Jack Funk. I didn't know he was that great a wrestler, Papa Strip. I, oh, I never great. saw oh, him. Oh, my God. Great. He's right on the lines of Kurt Hennig as far as great wrestling heels. Uh, Jesse Barr is right there, man. Yeah. He had some great matches, like in Florida with the Scott McGee. I remember Scott McGee from back in the day. He was, he was another guy who was very underrated. But uh, Jesse Barr was great, man. And I got him and Rude as a team, man. Phew. I'm glad, I'm glad I looked that up because I wasn't too familiar with Jesse, so I'm glad I got your thoughts. Mm. Yeah, anytime you can see any Jesse Barr's past work, body of work, man, um, and he, he's great. I mean, great, great technical wrestler. Uh, and he, he was, like I said, like Kurt Hennig was, like a good wrestling heel, right? For sure. And Jesse, you know, another I'm one. I'm trying to, to remember. I'm trying to remember who he wrestled at SummerSlam 88 when he came out to help the dog or came out to attack Rude against the dog, rather. He wrestled someone. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It wasn't Ken Pateri. He wrestled Bad News Brown. But I know Rick yeah, Rude it, wrestled it, somebody, and it was a good match. Was, was it back when um, the Funks was feuding with Junkyard Dog? Yeah. At one point? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just yeah. can't remember who he wrestled. He wrestled somebody, you know, um, and it was a good match. Him and Rude, the guy that wrestled Rude at SummerSlam 88, was a damn good match. Just can't remember who it was. I know uh, when Rude was a part of the Dangerous Alliance, uh, Medusa was actually in this corner a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. She was cool. She Pretty- was- she yeah. was perfect for him, Papa Stroh. I mean, she was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, he's, that was a perfect combination. Yeah. And her, her and Rude were kind of remind me of the combination when Sherry Martell was managing Flair. was like, you know, Medusa would actually yeah. get involved. Get involved in yeah, the matches. Yeah, she sure did. Just like Sherry did with Flair, right? So it's almost like a handicap match when they're few. <laughs> you wrestle them both. Right? 
Good stuff. You know, I need to ask you this, Papastra. Did the total package Lex Luger ever wrestle Ravishing Rick Rude? Because if they did, I'm not that sure. would have been a hell of a match, too. If, if they have, I haven't seen it or or heard of it, but I don't doubt that they may have at one time. But I just don't know exactly, you know, if it ever went down. But I, I would have I don't think they were in the same federation. You know? I, I, I would have I I loved to seen it, though, really. Yeah, I would have, too. Imagine what a match that would have been Luger against Rude. Man. Yeah. Probably would have been better than those matches in 88 that start seeing the Great American Bash with Flair, to me. Cause, yeah, it, I, I I have no doubt it would have been a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Because like Rude could go with the best of them, man. Steamboat had some great matches against him. Yeah, Ricky. Oh, yeah. Ricky the Dragon, man. Yeah, I love the Dragon. No, oh, man. Who, who don't, man? Steamboat's amazing. I mean, guys like Didn't him can make a match against, broomstick look good. <laughs> Didn't he have a match against Nikita Koloff when it was the Dangerous Lines? I can't remember, but I think he did on the main event. He may have one time. He may have one time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Sting, Sting told me his matches with Rude, some of those were some of his favorites ever. I mean, because the guy oh, no, could yeah. just, he could go. Those those guys had such good chemistry in the ring, Sting and Rude, man. They did. Yeah, they had different styles. But they just made, made, you know, when they matched up, they made a perfect match. Oh, no doubt. I, I would have loved to have seen... Uh, like Rick Rude and Shawn Michaels. Oh, absolutely. That was, yeah, God, that, that was great. Right. That, oh, that'd been tremendous. He wrestled the, the Hitman, didn't he? Because um, he was in the NWO and the Hitman was in there, you know, in the 90, you know, when the NWO stuff was going on in 96, you know, and after. But, did uh, Bret Hart ever wrestle Ravishing Rick Rude? I just, I'm not sure they did. That would be another good match. He may, he, he may, he may have in their WWE days. Yeah. Slash WWF. He may have at one point. Yeah, but just can't but remember. It was, it was probably probably one of those Coliseum video matches. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, I'm sure that one was was good. But those two, oh my god. You mean you dig oh, through the cereal box and you get the prize, Papastra? Hold on, hold on, man. <laughs> yeah. Good, Steve. Apparently, they had a house show match in Italy back in '89 and Rude won. So there you wow. go. They actually had a house show match. I Thank you, Steve. That. Yeah. But yeah. yeah obviously, sure that was, great. obviously that I'm sure obviously that would have been good if they done a bigger match on. You know, to tape. Oh yeah, I I would have loved to see that one, Rude and Brett, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two two of the best of that time in the ring. 
Yeah, April 7th, yeah. 89 in Italy. Wow. And there's another match I would like, I would I would hate to follow. <laughs> Brett and Rude, jeez. God, can you imagine? <laughs> right. The excellence of execution and the PWI Rookie of the Year, 1985. Is, uh, I'm I'm going to kind of uh, step out of the box for a bit. Uh, Daniel Bryan, is he okay with the match with uh, Garcia the other night? Did he? he, Hopefully, he didn't get hurt again. Um, I don't think he got hurt, but um, it was an interesting finish for sure because he was, uh, you know, passed out, but. Um, maybe he got hurt earlier in the match, but no, I, I think um, he took a lot of time off, and then I think Hager interfered in the match, and all he did was grab his leg, and then Garcia had like a, a hold on him. I think it was, I think it was uh, Scorpion Death like uh, Sharpshooter. Oh, I didn't see the whole okay. match, but um, yeah, it reminded me I, of WrestleMania 13 yeah. when Austin passed out. Oh, okay, okay, I see. I see. All right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping it's okay. Hoping it's right. Yeah, sure. I want to ask if I could talk to Vince McMahon. There's one thing I'd like to ask him. Back when uh, they had SummerSlam '88, and Jesse Ventura was the guest special guest referee. And superstar Billy Graham was commentating with Gorilla Monsoon. I think he was one of the best damn commentators I ever heard. Not only was superstar Billy Graham a great championship wrestler, he was a hell of a commentator. And why they didn't bring him in at times, it really frustrates me. Because superstar Billy Graham, in his own style, the way he talked, and he, he, he could be creative with... He told Hogan he had the bionic biceps. I mean, Superstar was would have made a great commentator if they would have brought him along. They could have had him uh, on Saturday night's main event at times, you know? When, when yeah, I'm hoping, we can, there, we, can we can. I'm hoping we can do a show where we can talk more about Superstar Billy Graham down the road because that would be a very interesting topic for sure. What a career I he's had. I made him two times as well. He's one of the nicest guys ever I've ever met, Pastra. Mm-hmm. I, I really oh, I like it. Superstar. I believe it. Um, matter of fact, um, next Thursday, uh, the topic we're going to be talking about for WCW Retro will be Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Yeah. His career. So that's, that's going to be, I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Um do you all have any plugs that you would like to um, give out? Go you ahead, guys plug away. <laughs> any plugs you like to give out? Steve, want to give any plugs? Okay, well, we're waiting on Steve. You can go ahead and do yours, Malcolm. Okay. I just want to say they're having a big-time wrestling match at the world-famous Newark Pavilion 
in Newark, California, in Northern California, in the East Bay tomorrow night. Jim Davis just informed me of it. They're going to have um, a guy from a, a, a really well-known wrestler. I forget his name, but um, it's like Koi Vey or something like that from TNA. And they're going to have Frankie Kazarian from AEW. And it's tomorrow night. I can't be there because I'm back here in Orlando, Florida. But they even changed the name, Papa's Joe. I think this is so cool. They, cha- they changed it to Kirk White's Big Time Wrestling in honor of Captain Kirk White, one of the, nice. I think the greatest promoter ever to me. Um, and I am so happy. I hope they have a really outstanding show tomorrow night. I really do. I wish I could be there. Oh, that that's, that sounds like a winner. Looking, yeah. looking forward to I that. I wish you could be there. Sure. Have you ever been to a yeah. Big Time Wrestling event? I have heard about these guys yeah. quite a bit. I got I've had friends that been wrestled on the show, but I've I've yeah you know, I haven't had the opportunity. But I'm hoping to down the road. So you know we'll see. Well, they'd love to have you there, Papa Strip. People talk on the phone. I used to hear them talk about you when I was doing the shows, and they said they'd love to have you. You know, as a make an appearance there, everybody would just they'd probably sell out the building. I'm serious. I I'd love to be there. You know if. Uh, yeah, if if I hear from them, I'll definitely let you know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'm talking to Jim Davis tomorrow. They're gonna they're gonna be wrestling at 7:30. It's 10:30 back here, and Jim said, "Are you cool. gonna be awake?" And I said, "Well, I'm kind of a night owl. I'll put in a good word for you with Jim Davis and all the guys, and see if I can get you to make an appearance. I'm planning on hey, going thanks. to a show December second. You know, if I can, cool. if I." I told him I'm not going anywhere, Papa Strode, till I, I missed him June twenty second. I'm not going anywhere till I miss Hulk till I meet Hulk Hogan for the third time in person. So, you know, I'm just All right. I want I love seeing him because Papa Strode I don't care. People say, Oh, he's old, you know, and, and he's got a white beard and he doesn't look like he did but I, I'm always gonna see him as the guy that used to rip his T-shirt and drop the leg and do the pose. And he was the only wrestler that pointed up to God, you know, and Gorilla Mind said, he's pointing up to the guy above that made this all possible. I mean, Hulk Hogan, you know, I'm never going to lose the respect for him. I mean, when he passes on, you know, and I'm still here, I'm going to carry the torch for him as much as I can. And you, you can, you can take that to the bank. Awesome. Heard that. I guess my turn to plug, so I didn't really get a chance to plug anything to begin yeah. the show, so you here we go. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night um, my horse sci-fi show, The Stroh Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time, an official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stroh the Maestro. The feature for tomorrow night will be The Ghoul from back in the day, so uh, please uh, check that out. It'll be a good time. And then Saturday is going to be a busy day for me. During the day, I'm going to be at the North Carolina Film Festival at the New Bern Civic Theater in New Bern, North Carolina uh, during the day. And for more information on that great event, go to ncfilmfestival.com, just like it sounds. And then Saturday night, I'll be wrestling uh, at uh, the World uh, Class Extreme Wrestling event being held at the National Guard Army in Rockingham, North Carolina. Uh, bell time, I think, 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for more information on that event Saturday night, go to uh, World 
Class Extreme Wrestling page on Facebook. And then Sunday, I'm going to be on set for an upcoming spy series called Hybrid. That'll be out later on this year. So I'll keep you guys informed on that. So, yeah, it was a busy weekend. Joe, when you're at the Armory, if you run into any military vets, would you tell them, I want to thank them, one vet to another, for their service, if you don't mind? And then sure. also, I want to know when you're going to make an appearance somewhere here in Florida, would you let me know? Because I want to see you in person again. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. I'm dying to get down there. Because they, yeah. the, they have those like, Legends buy, Luncheons every, Legends luncheons and every now and then. And I'm buying dinner, and I'm buying mm-hmm. another cup of coffee, too. So, yeah. Hey, great. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Can't wait, man. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Malcolm. Thank you, everybody. Uh, see you guys next Thursday. Um, same play, time, 9 p.m. Standard Time. Next Thursday, we'll be talking about Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, man. Really excited about yeah. that. But, uh, but I hope you guys have a good rest of the week in, weekend, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you, Malcolm. Appreciate it, man. You got it, uh, boss. And, hey, Steve, wherever you're at, thank you for your participation, too. Huh? Absolutely. You all have a good night. Yeah. Okay. Bye, Papa Strip.